So I've been thinking about a little bit about the term subversion. And in a quote from Sun Tzu's The Art of War, it states that the greatest victory is that which requires no battle. It would seem that China has that very philosophy in mind as they use a strategy of subversion to undermine the United States. Merriam-Webster defines subversion as a systematic attempt to overthrow or undermine a government or political system by persons working secretly from within. Subversion is a process to seize control of a country by destroying religion, morals, traditions, and everything that makes the country function. We've certainly seen a lot of that going on, especially over the past three years. The end goal is to bring the country into a state of chaos so that the public will support outside intervention to install a new form of government. So in other words, they try to make you as miserable as possible so that they'll, they'll come along and say, oh, we're from the government and we're here to help. And then people will be, gladly be running to them thinking, oh, they don't realize that the government's the one that caused the problem to start with. The Chinese Communist Party appears to be using a series of unconventional warfare tactics designed to achieve the goals of war without engaging in troop-on-troop combat against the United States. Many of these tactics were detailed in the 1999 Chinese military book entitled Unrestricted Warfare, but pulled from older deceptive tactics and from programs that were set in motion by the Soviet Union. The key goals are to win a war without fighting openly, to seize control of a society gradually. You know how I've mentioned about the, the, the boiling the frog nice and slow over a period of time? To steal an economy and to use methods to intentionally keep the public distracted and unaware. I have for quite some time been warning of the attack on our U.S. Constitution, our freedom and liberty, and our way of life as Americans. I've talked about the New World Order, Agenda 2030, and how the COVID scandemic was used as a tool to frighten, brainwash, and subjugate people into complying with orders. Even though I love my country and will fight for her with my dying breath, if necessary, it is important to recognize that our government is no longer acting as a government by and for the people. It even seems to me that the current resident of the White House may, in fact, be an actual enemy operative and be leading our country down a path of destruction and even attempting to open our country to an enemy invasion. At the very least, enemies may be using our pathetic, weak, cognitively impaired excuse for a leader to achieve their goals. I watched the events going on around the world and this desperate effort to fuel a war in Ukraine which is not even formally an ally of the United States against Russia. I've talked about how the New World Order is a move by the globalists to end national sovereignty throughout the entire world. I believe NATO has become the army of the New World Order with the mission to turn every country into a NATO country. Donald Trump tried to put an end to this, but as we saw, to stop him from doing this, a fake pandemic was created. All the troops were pulled out to cheat and and violate election rules and control the narrative through a compliant mainstream and social media. The rest of the world follows the lead of the United States. In this case, the rest of the world followed the United States in destroying their economies and violating human rights of their citizens. 
there are two countries that reject the new world order. That would be China and Russia. According to an article in Der Spiegel, a newly discovered document dated March 1991, it shows that discussions between the West and Russia made it clear that NATO would not expand past East Germany, an agreement that it appears to have reneged on. The military standoff between the Ukraine and Russia stems from the latter's demands for NATO to curb its expansion into Eastern Europe in what it sees as a threat to its security. The key text in the minutes from the meeting quotes U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for Europe and Canada, Raymond Seitz, saying, We made it clear to the Soviet Union in the two plus four talks, as well as in other negotiations, that we do not intend to benefit from the withdrawal of Soviet troops from Eastern Europe. NATO should not expand to the East, either officially or unofficially. A British representative also mentions the existence of a general agreement that membership of NATO for Eastern European countries is unacceptable. West German diplomat Hergon Robog, I hope I said that right, said of the 1991 agreement, we made it clear during the two plus four negotiations that we would not extend NATO beyond the Elbe. Either that's Elbe or Elbe. We could not therefore offer Poland and others membership in NATO. The minutes later clarified he was referring to the Oder River, the boundary between East Germany and Poland. Robog further noted that West German Chancellor Helmut Kohl and Foreign Minister Hans-Dietrich Genscher had agreed with this position as well. The document was found in the UK National Archives by Joshua Schriffensen, a political science professor at Boston University in the U.S. It had been marked secret, but was declassified at some point. In December of 2021, Russian President Vladimir Putin said at a major press conference that the West had promised the Soviet Union NATO would not expand a single inch to the East, but brazenly deceived and cheated Moscow to do just that. I don't think any freedom-loving American would consider living under Chinese or Russian rule as a good thing. It is starting to look like, though, that these two countries have found a common enemy in the United States and consider our country as the leader of the New World Order. And I can't say I disagree with them on that point. As patriots, we find ourselves in a very difficult situation here. Both China and Russia are familiar with the overarching strategies involved in the process of subversion. The Soviet Union used subversion to spread its communist revolution, and the CCP has adopted many of the same strategy to export its China model. In an article I read in the Epoch Times, it describes the four steps used to subvert and wage unrestricted war on the United States. I believe that China and Russia may be joining forces and utilizing these steps. First step is to demoralize. That includes things such as propaganda warfare, media warfare, culture warfare, psychological warfare, disinformation, misinformation, and mimetic warfare. In our discussion, we'll break that down a little bit more and discuss those topics. Step two involves destabilizing. And this includes a long list of things, which includes sub subversive movements, smuggling warfare, education warfare, 
diplomatic warfare, strong arm and intimidation tactics, <laughs> industrial warfare, infrastructure warfare, telecommunications warfare, spy warfare, cyber warfare. There's a lot more, but we'll cover those in a little bit. Step three involves conflict. This includes proxy warfare, controlled opposition, guerrilla warfare, and terrorist warfare. Then it all ends up in step four. This is when things have gotten completely out of control. This is called the intervention. This includes biochemical warfare, electromagnetic pulse, poisoning warfare, space warfare, electronic warfare, sleeper agents, and atomic warfare. As I read through all of this scary stuff, it reminded me of what the enemies within our own government has been doing to us over the past few years. It leads me to think that we are being attacked from all sides, enemies both foreign and domestic.